Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Spider Bell, Spider Bell, doing the things that a Spider Bell does. I like how you did the original Spider-Man lyrics with the uh, 90s animated theme song. Yeah, I'm all, it's it's an amalgam, Bell. It's it's a crossing of the multiverse, if you will. That's interesting that you would uh, that you would do that. I mean, considering that there's none of that present in this film whatsoever. No, 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 no. Of course, we are talking about the film that is Spider-Man No Way Home 2021, ladies and gentlemen. This is a spoilerific review. Okay, we are going to be talking nothing but spoilers from dusk till dawn. So if you have not seen it, this is your warning. Of course, if you haven't seen it, then you've probably already been spoiled because I feel like this was the most spoiled movie in the history of movies. Um, yeah, right. There, there's there's one thing that that didn't I did I they didn't get spoiled for me. Um, and I guess I, I don't know. I mean, spoiled is one of those things where it's like people announce things. It's like such and such has been cast to do this, and such and such has been cast. It wasn't like you know these weren't announcements they were announcements right so like is that a spoiler or is that just like yeah okay i mean that's fair enough we, if we're talking about you talk about like the casting announcements right with like toby and uh and andrew being in this movie right yeah toby and andrew and alfred molina and willem dafoe and yeah I mean, okay so and... but that's the thing we knew about all that but that's i guess that's the point it was impossible to do this movie without you know that being out there if they had kept that under the wraps, this, I mean, this would have just been absolutely the most insane, you know, experience ever, but it would have been impossible. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think you're right, man. It would have been absolutely uh, impossible. I did everything within my power though, man. Cause like there was screen captures and, you know, images leaking, you know, the daredevil. I mean, every, everything was, you know, floating around the internet and anything that I ever saw that even slightly resembled an image of all three Spider-Men together on screen, I diverted my eyes immediately, shut down the computer, threw it out the window and lit it on fire. So I was very, <laughs> very protective of myself to make sure that I could experience this as much as possible in the theater for the first time. Bell, let me just go ahead and just tip the bean can all the way over. I love this movie. Like, I don't even think I can rationally review this movie as anything more than like, a like st like a, an experience like something that impacted me emotionally deeply I, I i don't i can't fairly critique this movie man i love this thing i'm just i'm just putting it out there i'm just getting that out there out of the way i also liked it but i liked it better when it was called spider-man into the spider-verse oh okay all right so it is the live action into the spider-verse this is this is true this is true and honestly <laughs> let's let's be real man this movie would not exist if not for the like the success of into the spider-verse right you know i don't know i was talking to christy about that when we were on the way home like i was you know i'm sitting there thinking about it like and and you know i'm a writer for spider-man no way home and you know i'm sitting there we've been working on a script for years we're getting everything in development all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden we're like cool we got an idea this is gonna be, this is going to be insane. Like fans are going to lose their mind. And then all of a sudden Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse comes out. Like, I, <laughs> like how heartbroken would you be? <laughs> yeah, like, no. No, it'll, it'll be pretty rough, pretty rough. I think, man, that movie gave the confidence and that audiences can get behind, you know, the multiverse in, in this kind of capacity. Um, you know, they, they teased out the concept of the multiverse and, in, in uh, you know, far from home, but here we're going full fledged. And, you know, it's it's an exciting time to be a comic book movie fan, man. Like we're we're dealing with some high concept stuff. I mean, Loki really laid the groundwork there. But uh, ultimately, man, this movie really cashes in the check that Loki wrote to some extent. Right. Yeah. And it's also weird that we're having a Spider-Man origin story, the third movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 
that's fine. That's fine. This 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 movie, this franchise, man, has been very interesting, right? Because this Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, has always been very unique. And I think it took really all three of them standing together for me to realize just how unique all three of these Spider-Men have been. Like they have very different stories. They have a lot of different connection points, but like they've been defined by the stories that they have been a part of. This Spider-Man that we've been dealing with in the MCU, man, he is kind of the Iron Spider. He has been kind of the protege to Iron Man. That is that is the narrative that this Peter Parker has walked, and it's communicated in the way in which we see him engage with the world around him. For example, you know, when you had all three Spider-Men like, you know, doing their thing, you had, you know, uh, Tom was being much more techie. Like he was much more in the kind of the tech department, whereas you had Andrew who was much more in like the chemistry department, you know? And then you had... Yeah. You know, uh, 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 Toby, who was more, I, I don't know, youth pastor department. He was just kind of there. <laughs> he, he, was, he was more in the, um, in the, like the, you know, Cronenberg body horror department. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his, with his organic web shooters. You guys can't do that. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's, oh man, there's just so much to talk about. Uh, first things first. Um, can we just acknowledge that Andrew Garfield came in and crushed it? Yes. Like, like he crushed it. He became, he went from my least favorite Spider-Man to my most favorite Spider-Man in this movie. And I don't mean that in a bad way in terms of least favorite. They're all my favorite, but like he was bottom tier of the three. He became number one after this man. I, I love Andrew Garfield. I, I always liked his, like, I liked him as Spider-Man. I, his Spider-Man movies weren't all that great. And mm. I don't think that's necessarily his fault, but like. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think he's always been a very, uh, uh, a very good Spider-Man. Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about it before, but if you kind of compare Toby and Andrew, like Andrew was a better Spider-Man. Toby was a better Peter Parker. And I feel like that that's that's something that's kind of universally appreciated about their takes on the character. And it comes to fruition in this movie. When we meet Andrew, he's in the Spider-Man garb. He is Spider-Man when, when he kind of comes through. When we meet Toby, he's Peter Parker. He's wearing his civilian garb. And even when they're like interacting with Tom, when they like pop down on the roof, Toby's still chilling in his Peter Parker garb and Andrew's over there in his Spider-Man garb. They, they represent the two sides of this character that they both embodied, I think, the best in their own movies and became kind of those counseling figures to Tom's Peter Parker in the midst of this, you know, just extreme tragedy that, that he was going through. Um, yeah, Bell, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm literally shaking, man. Like this, this, was, this was a very emotional movie, to say the least. Yeah, there were there were a lot of emotional beats and like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I always just assumed that Uncle Ben had already died and he'd already had the conversation, the, you know, with great power comes great responsibility thing. But mm. no, that is not at all what happened. That's right. Um, we don't know what happened to Uncle Ben. It doesn't matter um, because Aunt May in the MCU is the one who who has that moment. And it's not at the beginning of his spider career. It's like, you know, he's already saved literally the universe. So <laughs> Well, but at the same time, it kind of is at the beginning of his Spider-Man career, because this is really when he kind of becomes himself. Right. Like so. So when she said those words, by the way, like, you know, obviously not a dry eye in the house. But on top of that, too, I mean, did you did you know that she was basically marked for death as soon as she said that? As soon as she got hit by the thing, I was like, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That there was no coming back from that. And it, yeah. she was acting like, she, you know, that she was walking it off. And I was like, how on earth is she OK? But when she said, you know, the line, I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no, Peter. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. And even like when he shared that moment, you know, and shared the words with uh, Andrew and Toby. And I'm, again, I'm I'm referring to the actor's name. It's just easier than doing like the Peter one, Peter two thing. Yeah. 
you know, when, when he, when he, when Peter they shared three. those. <laughs> Peter three. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh man. But no, that was just, it was so powerful. And, you know, Spider-Man has always represented, he's, he's like my all-time favorite superhero. He, he always has been. When I was a kid, he was the one that I always looked up to. Like, like he, to me, has always represented that hero that you can identify with, that you feel like that you're not alone. Like that awkward kid can't, like that's trying to do the right thing can kind of connect with Spider-Man in a unique way. And there's something about the way they've taken the Spider-Verse with, you know, uh, you know, obviously into the Spider-Verse and then like in this film where there's this communal nature to that experience that, you know, that you feel like you're alone, but you're not alone. Like there are other people that, that understand this and can walk with you, even though like the, like for, for Peter in that moment, for Tom, like the pain of losing his aunt was so strong. And he was, he was at first like casting those dudes aside and then, you know, listen to them and realize that they share, like they share in his pain, like, like they can help that, that shared pain kind of helps carry the load to some extent. And like, it was, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Share the load. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, there was a a, a distinct uh, you know, a play here where, you know, instead of defeating the villains, we're gonna try to cure the villains. I think this also speaks to kind of, you know, Tom's uh take on Spider-Man being a little bit more inspirational. Ironically, I'm pretty sure he's the only one that's actively killed anybody though. <laughs> yeah. Cause like he killed the I mean like aliens, but he was like murking aliens during endgame. And I don't, I think Toby and Garfield never actually killed anybody, right? Like it was all accidents. Yeah, I think, I think that might be right. But I mean, like, you know, uh, he's never killed any, those are like, you know, mindless alien soldier things. Yeah, no, they don't count because they're not human, I guess. Right. Well, I don't, not, 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 not even that. I mean, it just that I don't think those, uh, it's kind of like destroying robots, right? Like, like, like Ultron's AI bots no the bureaucrats morty i don't care about (laughs) (laughs) no they're all like you know basically hive mind controlled right uh uh flesh robots (laughs) all right i mean no i'm I'm cool with that i mean he does say activate instant kill mode but but even still you know you can still still kill robots you can kill flesh robots too (laughs) okay fair enough fair enough but uh anyway (laughs) uh we got a return of all of the classics man of of the villains who were some of the standout for you well, I think Doc Ock was great. Um, Willem Dafoe stole the show, I think, for sure. Wow, yeah. Uh, Green Goblin, obviously, is you know who I'm referring to there. I, you know, it, it was it was really interesting to me because there are only five of them, and the whole time I'm thinking, okay, when's the six going to show up? When are we going to get the Sinister Six? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and we never did. Yeah. But um, I, I think for sure uh, it was it was it was the the Tobey Maguire villains that that really stood out to me, just because I think you know those were better movies. Um, Better. Well, and that's the thing, right? They, those are the classics right there. And but I will say that I, I feel like Jamie Foxx, much like Andrew Garfield, like got an opportunity to shine in a way that he wasn't really able to in his movie. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. You, you give Electro an arc reactor. And I love what they did with his costume, too, like yes. with the sparky sparks around his eyes, like making the classic shocker like uh spider-man you know face guard thing you know it, that was really cool and and yeah he, he definitely got a boost there and he wasn't as like bad <laughs> well i mean like that's the thing yeah no it was he wasn't uh he didn't have like the creepy you know nerd stalker thing going for him. <laughs> yeah 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 
even Dr. Connors, man, I thought the lizard, you know, it, it's interesting that they really went very true, you know, shocker notwithstanding to like how the characters looked before, because I don't like that lizard CGI doesn't really fit the MCU. And yet it worked in this context because we know that's the way he looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they couldn't really change much of anything. Um, yeah. And I mean, like the MCU does do that, though. Right. I mean, like the Hulk has obviously changed over the course of several movies, um, you know, to, to lesser and, and larger degrees. But yeah, they, they really made a choice here to, to like stay standard on in terms of what we're familiar with, which I think makes sense. Like, you know, it, uh, Christy, I didn't realize this. I thought she had seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but she hadn't. <gasps> um, but, you know, still like like it wouldn't have mattered to her if he looked different. Right. Um. I, and, and honestly, like, you, you know, it's it, I don't think it really matters, but I'm glad that they did it just because, you know, that was a choice and they and they made that choice. And I, I well, and it, it speaks to like that desire to really build that connection, that this is a continuation of those movies and, and really kind of a conclusion of those movies. You know, Toby and Andrew, they never really got to finish their franchise as well. Um, I mean, arguably, they never really got to finish them at all. And so having this as kind of that final conclusion for their characters and for their arcs was really done so well, man. Like, okay. Uh, let, let's talk about the big moments. Okay. Like for you, what was one of the big moments? Like what, what are some, like just, just spitball them out. We'll go back and forth. What, what are some of the big moments? Well, let me, let me tell you, when you were talking about spoiler, you know, spoilers earlier and how like, you know, the whole movie was basically spoiled with all the casting news and stuff. Right. Like that. Right. But right. I want to tell a quick story about uh, what was the one thing that wasn't spoiled for me in this. Oh movie. yeah. Yeah. Please do. Okay, so uh, we've been watching Hawkeye. Um, we, you know, just watched the season finale the other day, and the right. the episode prior, you know, showed uh, Kingpin. Yeah. And so I was like, "Holy crap! Is that going to be Vincent D'Onofrio? It looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. I think it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio." And so I was like, uh, "Christy hadn't seen Daredevil, and so we started watching Daredevil. We watched like the first uh, one or two episodes of Daredevil, um, like the night after we watched the second to last episode of Hawkeye." And just just to kind of like give her uh, an eye. they didn't you know we didn't we didn't get to Kingpin at that point we didn't get introduced to him really um, but she did see Matt Murdock right uh -huh. and so she saw Matt Murdock she saw him uh, you know uh, uh, the first couple episodes where he doesn't you don't have a suit yet or anything like that but kind of got an idea for who he is as a character and like you know what he does and um, I'm super glad we did that because the one thing that wasn't spoiled for me was Matt Murdock being freaking <laughs> Spider-Man's lawyer at the beginning. That was huge. Yeah, man, that was great. And, you know, the funny thing is in a movie with so many huge moments that kind of gets overlooked. But that is massive. That was the biggest thing for me. Honestly, that, that was the moment where I was like, oh, my God, like what? They're, <laughs> they're making this real like this. this it, it was it was it was the thing that subverted my expectations the most. I had no idea that they were planning on um i guess canonizing the netflix yeah movie. well and there there is kind of a question as, as to whether or not that's true right like you know so i mean we'll talk about hawkeye in a, in a future episode and and you know the kingpin and how he plays over there which i guess spoilers for hawkeye <laughs> at this point oh gosh yeah I, yeah you know. yeah that's no, all right that's all right normally i'm the it, one that spoils things for people but you this was you so yeah yeah more great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first, we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Matt Murdock um, canonized. Yeah, so we just totally spoiled uh, Dare, uh, <laughs> Hawkeye. Yeah, if, if you hadn't seen like the last two episodes of, uh, of Hawkeye, sorry. Um, yeah. No, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. Well, we'll okay, get there. the only thing that was spoiled was that was that Kingpin shows up, but you know, there, there's there's other things that happen with Kingpin. 
um, that haven't been spoiled. And that's something we'll talk about in the future, because I think that goes to a larger question as to whether or not the Netflix series has been canonized. Certainly these characters have and these actors and these portrayals. But were we looking at an Elseworlds or was that was was is that carrying over? Is that lore? Is that story carrying over? My hope is yes, but I think it's up for debate. And one we'll definitely talk about when he caught the brick man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "How'd you do that?" I'm a very good lawyer. Very good lawyer. <laughs> oh, it's so, so brilliant, man. I, look, I I would love, by the way, if we had in the next movie Tom Holland going up against Kingpin. You know what I mean? Like that would be huge. We're like, you know, because because he's on his own now, right? Like that was another big thing about this movie is that like nobody knows. So so I, I guess one question that I had, um, nobody knows who Peter Parker is, but everybody like everything that Spider Man did previously is all known and all done, right. and and everybody knows about that. Um, I guess there's still an ambiguous uh, issue as to whether or not he did or didn't kill uh, Mysterio. I don't know if that was resolved or not by the spell. It it seems like that was in fact resolved, but not by the spell. Like it seemed like that was resolved because law, because he was exonerated. Yeah. So there's still a public opinion of like, oh, Spider Man could be a menace, and Jameson's is always going to play into that, and you know the the classic Spider Man stuff that did Jameson. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Um, I I think it would be cool though. Uh for peter because you know they're both they're both new york heroes right peter and and and, uh, and matt murdoch yeah for them to have kind of like you know an opportunity in the future to team up or something or something like well okay so fight for kingpin so on the one on the one side i love that idea but on the other side i'm like i think we're past that though because his entire arc like tom's spider-man has always been defined by the people looking to mentor him like he's been constantly kind of searching for that mentor to tell him who he is, right? It was Iron Man, it was Mysterio, to some extent, Doctor Strange. But ultimately, this movie is when he found like who he's supposed to be and who is the right mentor for him, and it's himself. I think there's something incredibly symbolic about uh, Toby and Andrew coming in and kind of taking the place of that mentorship role that has been so quintessential to this particular franchise, to this particular trilogy, to set up Tom to really become the Spider-Man that he's supposed to be. I get, I think we're going to see a much more adult Spider-Man. I think we're going to see a much more solo uh, focused Spider-Man. I think, you know, I, there's a lot of opportunities for Black Cat to come in here in the future. I One of the reasons I would love for him to go up against Kingpin is because that is such a, like, like a grown-up villain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Not going to be doodling in your, in your notebook <laughs> while you're fighting <laughs> Kingpin. <laughs> so I just think there's a lot of opportunities there, man. I got to tell you probably the moment, there's so many different moments that hit me so hard in this movie, but the one man that like just causes me to well up and cry every single time I think about it when he caught her. Oh God. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I was like, he finally got to catch the girl. It wasn't his, but I got dust in my eye. Hold on. Pause, pause the movie. I'll be right back. (laughs) That performance, man, Garfield crushed. Yeah. he, He knocked it out of the park with that. He crushed it, man. Like, like this, the look on his face, like him catching himself. You could tell that he's been trapped in that moment for years. Yeah. And it's not like he's totally free of it, but at the same time, he he did the thing that he's been trying to do for years. And it's just, oh my gosh, it just tore it still tears me up, man. Well, yeah. And and like, you know, because uh when when uh when Toby and uh Andrew are talking about like, so you know, do you have an MJ? And, and Toby's like, you know, I got I worked it out with mine. He's kind of like, no, no, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we, we, we too much Spider-Man stuff to deal with. Yeah. I feel like him saving MJ, uh Andrew saving MJ in this 
really kind of like helped him uh, is going to help him move past that and maybe like, yeah. you know, forgive himself and open himself up to like, you know, uh, spider relationships and stuff. So Absolutely. I, yeah, <laughs> I think, th- yeah, that was, that was super <laughs> awesome. Oh man. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. The, the three of them working together was really interesting too, because it, it was nice. They showed that they, they were really bad at it because <laughs> yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all like solos, you know? Yeah. They're clotheslining each other. Like literally at one point, somebody clotheslines is like one Spider-Man's clotheslines is another Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, the whole, uh, you know, I, I don't want to brag, but I will. I'm on the Avengers. And like, you know, when Toby starts freaking out about that at first, I was like, wait, do they have Avengers? He's like, oh, that's world? cool. What are those? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a great moment, man. Great moment. Now, here's a question, though, that I've got for you. This was actually pointed out to me by my sister after the fact. Because she went back, she was watching Spider-Man 2, and she points out that Jameson actually says in Spider-Man 2, Doctor Strange is taken. Because they were talking about what to call Doc Ock, and somebody suggests Doctor Strange. He goes, that's good, but it's taken. So does Jameson, is is there a Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man 1 universe? Uh, No. You don't think so? No. All right. Or maybe I'm there just, is, but he's just a different. Uh, well, I guess maybe he, he might just be a surgeon in that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I yeah I I don't think I don't that was that was a throwaway line in that movie to make MCU fans go. Ee! You know? I know, but like, <laughs> look at how this plays back. Look at how this comes back though. Like now we've got Doctor Strange, like the Doctor. Yeah, Strange. Twenty years later, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, no. That there 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 is there is no hashtag. It's all connected. Moment. It's all connected. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But I, I thought that was uh, thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, of course the uh, the the web fluid thing, the conversation around that, and even just the guys kind of going back and forth talking about their various villains. Andrew being kind of self deprecating like like talking about like, oh, you guys are so cool. I'm just so lame. And then like building him up, Toby saying like, no, you are amazing. You need to say that you are amazing. Like it is the amazing Spider Man. I, I thought know. that was clever. <laughs> Oh man, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the way they supported each other. I loved the way that there was that brother mentality. I think Garfield was actually the one that said, I've always wanted brothers, which again kind of speaks to the the orphaned kind of nature of, of Peter Parker. And yeah, just this um man, this 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 beautiful spider community that we find ourselves in. Uh it's just this is powerful stuff, man. I love this movie so much. Yeah. It was it was it was like I I super enjoyed it. Um this is one of those that I'll watch again and again i think uh, i've already seen it twice in theaters and i will probably see it again if i can yeah i probably won't have a chance to see it in theaters and the, the thing that makes me mad is the spider-man movies won't freaking come to disney plus <sighs> okay so all right so it, like i said it's a really impossible for me to critique this movie because of how much i love it i am curious <sighs> all right if i if i have to be critical of anything about this movie it's the bittersweet ending and the way in which it felt a lot like Sony getting control of Spider-Man again. Now I know that um, that's not necessarily the case, but that's kind of how it felt to me. Yeah. Cause everybody who knows Peter Parker doesn't know him anymore. So like he's a brand new character basically um, with a complete new, completely new fresh start origin story. Yeah. We're not going to talk about any of the other characters. He's not going to deal with any of the Avengers. And well, you know, that's the, that's the thing that's interesting about it though. Cause it's, it's just Peter Parker. Nobody knows Peter Parker, but Spider-Man was still an Avenger at one point. Yeah. And that's true. And I guess that's the idea is that Spider-Man will still potentially show up in Avengers and Peter Parker will be in his own movies. I, I just, I don't know, man, it feels it. The tension that exists between Sony and Marvel is just very palpable in this movie. 
and even even like the way in which they did Venom dirty, you know. So I haven't seen Venom Let There Be Carnage. I want to see it. Um, I'm confused, though, because the only reason all those villains were pulled into this universe was because they knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Right. Does Eddie Brock know Peter Parker? Like, is there a Peter Parker? Like, it, are these universes connected? So Venom knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So it, had you watched Let There Be Carnage, Bell, <laughs> at the uh, the tail end of that movie, the end credit sequence is Eddie and Venom talking to each other and Venom explaining to Eddie that he's an interconnected hive mind that, that spans the multiverse and that Eddie couldn't even handle a fraction of what Venom understood or something like that. So Venom opens up his mind to Eddie and in that moment they get transported to the MCU. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, that's and, cool. and it's like, it's, it's a big deal too. Cause like, you know, Jameson uh, on the, on the TV saying Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And, uh, you know, Venom turns it and he turns into Venom and Venom walks over to it and he says, that guy. And then he like licks the screen. <laughs> we all thought it meant something. Turns out Feige just want a little clip. He just want a little bit, just a little drop. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It meant nothing, Bell. It, meant no- it was funny. Don't get me wrong. It was funny. But man, Venom got done dirty in this movie. Because that's the thing. It's like, I want to see um, uh, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. Like, that's the Venom that I, I liked. That. I liked the Venom movie was was cheesy as, as all get out, but I loved it. It was fun. And yeah. that's the Venom that I want to see, you know, be like an antihero with Peter Parker. But it seems like they're just they're going to like not do that at all. They're not going to do that. Well, th- th- this is the other thing, too, because it's it's super confusing, right? Because then you have Morbius. And have you seen the trailers for Morbius? Uh, there was one in front of Far From Home. OK, so in that we've got Falcon. Or Falcon? No, not Falcon. The Vulture. Yeah, Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> Birdman. We got we got Vulture talking to Morbius, and then we got Morbius making a Venom reference. Vulture exists in the MCU. Venom exists in the Sony-verse. Where does Morbius exist? You know what I mean? Like, what? what? I don't think that Sony really knows what they're doing. I, I think they're just, you know, playing with fire and seeing if they're going to get burned by uh, Marvel contracts. Because I... I I, th- I think the ball's completely entirely in their court is they have the characters. Uh, Marvel knows how to make the movies. But the thing is, I think they realize that like, you know, there's money to be made here maybe. And that for them to like, they're trying to <sighs> squeeze out. They're just trying to squeeze out a little bit extra. Like that's what yeah. it feels like. Cause like, you know, the Morbius connected to the MCU thing. I guarantee man that, that, that Vulture doesn't even show up. And th- I bet that's an in credit scene. They just showed us in the trailer, which is so very Sony to do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Yeah. So, I mean, like they're just doing everything they can to try to like, like, oh, we're, we're valid. We're valid. See, Venom, Venom's going to be in the MCU. And then you watch the movie is like, I mean, but he wasn't, though. I mean, he was there for two seconds and he got drunk and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, Sony's not going to sell him the rights back obviously right um like maybe the best circumstance here would be for sony to sell them the live action rights and then to keep the animated rights i I think that would be amazing i think that would be very clean and i think you know obviously into the spider verse is incredible i think that they've got a massive franchise on their hands with that and all the potential they could potentially do like all all the potential storylines they could go down with those various characters they have access to it'd it'd be incredible and also i mean groundbreaking in terms of the animation that they're that they you know did with that movie so yeah, that would be awesome. But I think you're right. I, I think they, 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 they see they are one of the few people out there, the few companies out there that, that have their fist on the throat of Marvel. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, yeah. they, they've got, they got 
a little grasp and they are not going to let go because it's like, you know, they're hanging on to this thing that's flying with rocket fuel. I don't know what the right phraseology is. Point <laughs> is, they're not letting go. And that's, yeah, they're they're very much going to, I think, test the waters with that and keep like messing with it. Because that's the thing is, it's like, you know, this this movie, this movie addressed a lot of issues that like, quote, Spider-Man purists have had with Tom Holland Spider-Man since the get go. Uh, it's, like, oh, it's Iron Spider, Iron Man Jr. And he's not really Peter. Like all like all the things that, that people get angry about online that like it's a movie. I don't know. Yeah, don't I mean, it's ridiculous about those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but all, all those things have been have been uh, solved here in a way that wasn't just to appease angry nerds on the internet, right? It was it was done in right. a really really yes. good way to to make him his own character, and like um, I think I think that's like you know people are going to be like oh finally like they listened to the fans it's like no they 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 really didn't they <laughs> they they just they just made Spider Man work as his own character now like I I I you I know the people at Marvel were sitting there you know. Uh, we want to make Spider-Man his own character. This is how we're going to introduce him. This is how we're going to build him up. But eventually he needs to be Spider-Man and not yeah. tied to all these other things. I think I, I feel like that's what they're going and they finally did it. And, and, you know, so like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a good, it's, Spider-Man's in a good, in a great place right now. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, that there, there's, there's some, a lot of truth there, but I, I just, I hope that we're not done with Ned. I hope we're not done with MJ. Um, I hope we're not done with, with, spider-man in the mcu and that's that's the part where you know i i do love tom holland i love his take on spider-man i would love to see him play a more mature spider-man that i think that they've, they've really set things up for um and i like you know I, I do like the idea of seeing tom holland leading a spider-man franchise that is very spider-man centric and less like world centric i think that that's exciting so that it is an exciting time for the character it is an exciting you know place where they could where they could take him but i just hope we don't lose what we left behind. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope that, you know, and I, you know, I, it's, and I don't want to see Ned like showing up in Dr. Strange three. You know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want Ned in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts be... on, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the sling ring. I saw some people a little upset about that. I don't know. I thought, I, I thought it was neat. Um, I, I really liked Dr. Strange in this movie. I liked, I liked his, his whole, shtick like everything that that was uh that he did in the movie i thought was really really cool um i like that he's not the sorcerer supreme anymore that's yeah, interesting which definitely plays to him like being like ah whatever you know like he's 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 very much kind of like pseudo retired last day on the job you know <laughs> yeah and it, it, it was weird because like he didn't he, he felt different from dr strange yes um and I don't know if that plays into the whole fact that there was a teaser trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at the end of this movie, at the very end of the credits. Yeah. Um, but it made a lot more sense afterwards. Like the whole movie, I'm like, this doesn't feel like Doctor Strange. He feels so different. Like, like he he sat there and he looked through 14 million combinations to find the way that they beat Thanos. And you're telling me that he's just going to say, nope, this is the only way to do it. We got to kill them all. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. He, I don't know. It, it felt weird. And then, and then there's like, there's like a, a goatee guide. <laughs> like I was like, what is, what is the goatee guide? Is that like, is that a fake goatee or is that like, uh, uh, uh like a, a trimming guide? Like, like, what is this? Like, you know, wait, a goatee guide. I didn't, I didn't see that. MJ when they're, when they're in the, 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 the wizard's basement, as they called it, uh -huh, the wizard's yeah. dungeon, she picks up this thing and it's like, it's like a little, it's a little, it says like a goatee guide or goatee template or something like that. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I missed and, that one. 
And I was like, that's 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 weird. Um, oh, speaking of which, did you, did you notice they like made a lot of references to like locations and kind of special places from around the spider, you know, franchises? You know what I mean? Okay. Like early on, we saw that the hanging car in New York. I, I forget what those things are called, but like the passenger car. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I don't know. I, I've never lived in New York, Mel, but you know how there's a big thing. It's like a big metal thing, and people get in it, and they ride up a, a thing. subway. Is it a subway? It's in the well, sky. So, no, subway's well, in the ground. Yeah, but like, like some, some, like in Chicago, they're they're all elevated, so they're calling the L train. I don't, I don't know if. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure New York subway goes above ground in places. Yeah, but you know, Green Goblin is like, you've got to choose. You know, like when he's got that's, the. That's two. a good. That's a good Willem Dafoe. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have an old man in the sea. Right I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so like he's got the two of them and like he drops one and he drops MJ and then Peter goes and he, he saves, you know, saves everybody. But there was that thing. We saw that early on. And then the subway, they mentioned they kind of run into the subway, which is, I feel like kind of a nod to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, who spent a lot of time in the subway with looking for, you know, uh, clues on to about his parents. I don't know. They just, there seemed like there was a lot of spaces and places that they referenced throughout as kind of an homage like this this felt like a love letter to the spider-man franchise as a whole uh, for the various Sp- spider-man franchises as a whole and so anyway i just i wanted to acknowledge that just thinking about some of the uh, the easter eggs that i'm sure will be continuously uncovered throughout so you said that dr strange he doesn't quite feel like himself i think you're right man i think that uh, like i said he, he, to me he seems like a guy who's between jobs right now and uh he he, he just kind of had that general energy i'm very curious what he's going to think about all of this when it's all said and done, because the implication was he's not going to remember casting the spell or why he did. Yeah. And, and so he's not going to remember anything and Wong is sorcerer Supreme and Mundo's coming back and Dr. Strange is the biggest threat to the multiverse. But so like, which Dr. Strange was that? Was that the Dr. Strange that we saw in Spider-Man uh, No Way Home? Or is that a, a different Dr. Strange from a different reality? Oh, I see what you're saying. Could be both. Like that's, yeah, like that. that's, I don't know. I don't know. But like Ned, uh, Ned becoming a wizard. That was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I am magic. <laughs> I am magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I, I. I liked it. I overall the movie was great. Like I, I, it was weird. I was thinking like, okay, why you know Doctor Strange gazing and he's going to be in and out, but like he wasn't. He was he was he was predominantly kind of featured in there, which uh, which was interesting, and it kind of helped frame Spider Man's decisions and, and and stuff like that. And uh, the the freaking astral projection scene and 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 Peter's spider sense, like protecting him from Strange taking the thing when he's even not in his body was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, in, in fact, the, the spider sense in, as a whole in this in this movie was a lot better. Like the they never of, called it that though. I thought maybe that the big guys were going to tell him to call it spider sense. Is Peter Tingle? Yeah, you, you got your tingle. Yeah, I got the tingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, the the way they represented it in this movie was really neat. Yeah. Like, no, the, the what you've been talked about the arm thing, right? Huh? What you what you were saying? Just the arm. He moves his arm, and Strange can't get it. They never even address it. They never say that's because of his spider sense that his body's moving without him being inside. No, it, it, yeah, I figure, you know, people, that's what, what people are gathering, but like, what's really cool about it is if you look at Tom Holland, you can see wavy lines coming out of his head, like in the comics. I don't know if what? you noticed that. Or not. Yeah. No! If you look at, yeah. If you look at Tom Holland while he's in the astral form yeah. uh, like that, yeah. you, you, you can see like distortions around his head that come out, that radiate out of his head in wavy. Lines. No way. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Oh, that's incredible. I see. I need to see this movie again. 
yeah it, like, watch for that watch for the goatee template uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah for, for sure brad um okay goodness gracious man it's a fantastic film what other thoughts about anything else uh, we're kind of keeping this one a little bit quick because we're like right here at the holiday crunch time but uh yeah okay so so spider-man uh did not graduate high school he's getting his ged that's right and he's not going to mit (laughs) (laughs) and and oh my gosh the 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 the, the one thing that i wanted to see more than anything that i thought they were going to throw in there because it'd just be a throwaway thing not to do unless the actor had passed away but the guy was like rent <laughs> right right dude i half expected him to like pop up to be the same dude but uh, oh i wanted it so bad <laughs> i heard the voice and i was like oh show him show him show him just do it just do it and i did i think i think it would have probably would have undercut the moment though you know like been a little bit too much too funny at that uh maybe kind of heavy heavy time so but no I, I was i was with you on that yeah and and, and final final little thing uh new suit what do you think the sparkly blue um yeah. where which where have I seen that suit? Is it the sparkly yeah. blue? Sparkly blue suits. Um, it kind of reminded me of the animated series, but it was too. It was a. It was a much brighter blue. Like the the, the cut of it, like with the the design, kind of looked like the animated '90s Spider-Man. But the blue sparkly was. I swear I've seen that somewhere before, and I don't. I, I couldn't pick up where I I'd seen that iteration of the suit. Man, it felt a lot like. Um, like a like a like an ice skaters suit you know well i mean it was homemade you know which was great i think this is the first time that we've seen a homemade suit. made a suit entirely by himself like well, no, that's built... not that's not technically true because remember he had one before iron man hooked him up well i mean the, the first like professional quote spider-man suit that he right. that he has made entirely by himself yeah okay all right fair enough fair enough no no more 3d printing machine that can make anything yeah no more uh, fabricators you know no. He's got a he's got a sewing machine now. He's doing it up. You know he doesn't have the resources of Stark uh, Industries. Yeah, no, I'd, yeah, it's great, man. That's classic Peter Parker. That's classic Spider Man. I, I, you know, it's a little shinier than for you know than my personal taste, my personal liking. But my guess is it'll probably go through a few iterations before we see him back for. Well, that's why I was trying to pinpoint like where has the the shiny suit come in from? I swear I've seen that somewhere. I think I mean like Garfield's. Well, no, his was kind of uh, subtle, wasn't it? I, I don't know. That's, I mean, like you're right. It does. There's something pseudo familiar about it, but I can't put my finger on where where that might be. Yeah, I, you know, with uh, this this uh, uh, trilogy, the home trilogy that we've just had. Um, you know, I'm assuming the next Spider-Man will probably not be called Spider-Man Four: The Quest for Peace. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think they'll use a different like name or word to kind of set this new trilogy in in its in its place? You know, I was thinking about that. I I, I don't know because you know we had um, uh, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Um, will they continue the home thing? Like I don't home. think so. Spider Man, Welcome Home, and like wow. it's it's him being in New York or something like that. I don't know. I, I think we're done with home, man. I think I think the 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 home trilogy was really about you know this like him being kind of merged with the mcu and i think what's going forward is going to be a very new spider-man yes in the mcu but a very different kind of feel to it so i i would i i think you know i hope they don't call it four some sony executive is going to call it spider-man four and that person needs to be fired <laughs> but well, it depends uh, on it depends on who, who makes it and produces it and stuff like that i guess uh I whatever the contract negotiations are because wasn't tom holland's mcu spider-man 
like five movies or something. And I so think they're, they're supposed to. There's still be. If I'm not mistaken, they're still in talks. You know, he's obviously wanting to do it again. Like I've seen different reports and different interviews and yada yada yada. Um, my understanding, man, is that he's got at least one more MCU appearance that's kind of guaranteed. But in terms of like you know the next level, you know what what it, what that means for Spider Man, what that means for Tom Holland, I think there's just a lot of unknowns. But for me, man, yeah. I'm trying not to let those things get in the way of the fact that I just absolutely love this film. It meant the world to me. Uh, props to everybody who who made this thing happen because this is just the best Christmas present this year, and uh, it is a five out of five for me, man. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, it it was. Uh... The, the first movie in a while where I was super surprised by like a cameo and that just like, I like, I was like, holy crap. Like audibly was like, whoa, because I wasn't <laughs> right. expecting that. And like, that doesn't happen to me a lot in movies because you know, you, you read articles or whatever and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a reporter guy and I'm casually throwing out something that I don't know is a spoiler. And, and so like, you know, you read it and you think, oh, that's just common knowledge then. And then it turns out to be something critically important to the plot. And you're like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, th th those kinds of things happen all the time. And I'm I'm totally surprised that I did not get that spoiled. And, you know, not just from that fact, but uh, that was one of the things, uh, you know, seeing the other Spider-Man, um, having Spider-Man be his own Spider-Man now. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I had no problems with the this the Iron Man Jr. kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, I think yeah, I think how they yeah, how they wedged him into the MCU and how they made it work. I, I think it worked. And um but now it, it's it's going to be really cool to see standalone Spider-Man. Like I, yeah, and and this set that up beautifully. And we got some nice closure for for old Andrew and Toby. And um, yeah, the I, I guess I guess I yeah whatever five out of five. <laughs> there it is. Wow, this is a rare five out of five for both of us. But let us know what y'all thought about the movie. Uh, you can head over to Twitter at TV Talk FM is the place to do it follow bell at ring that bell that is going to do it for us for this week but don't worry we'll be back in a flash thompson <laughs> <laughs>